If I could describe to get my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanca. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. It is me, your host, Lydia T. Blanco. And as always, I am so excited that you decided to show up for yourselves and take center stage in your life. If this is your first time on tour, welcome. My goodness, I'm so glad that you decided to tune in and listen with your heart. If you've been tuning in time after time again, thank you. I appreciate you being center stage and showing up for yourself. Your commitment means everything. I am thrilled to be having today's conversation with Pollyanna Reed, who will be taking center stage with us. She is a journalist, a two-time author and celebrity ghostwriter, a purpose-driven leader with a storied career. She is a highly sought-after speaker, guest lecturer, and media personality who reconnects youth with their passion, and she does so much more. She is a senior contributor at Forbes. She also writes for Business Insider. She is incredible, but I won't say much more about her. Help me welcome Pollyanna Reed to Center Stage. Thank you so much for having me. I know it's been a long time coming and I'm really, really happy to be here. So let's do this. Let's do it. (laughs) I'm so hyped. Okay, so I've read only a small portion of your bio, but in your own words, who is Pollyanna Reed? I am a millennial woman who has fought for her dreams and won. Mm. (laughs) I love that right yeah I mean like I think that's the most important I think society is so tied to titles and accolades and accomplishments and at the Mm -hmm. core of who I am I fought for something I stood for something I spoke out for something and um you know I got a return on my investment you know and with that turn that return excuse me I really appreciate that you help other women fight for themselves you help other women show up in the form of mentorship when you're speaking when you're connecting with people that enthusiasm that confidence is what you lend to others right and I say lend um, loosely you really inspire and encourage women to tap into that themselves tell me about where that comes from It comes from the relationship I have with my own mentors. It comes from people seeing and believing in me on days when I didn't believe in myself. I dropped out of college um, as a result of just not being happy and not being content with the program that I chose. Well, I didn't really choose it. My parents did, actually. Um, As a result of realizing that the people closest to me were putting a lid on my dreams. And so I wanted to break free from that. And so I dropped out of college and my next immediate step after deciding the vision for my life and designing that vision was to be on the lookout for mentors. And mentors are wonderful individuals who can mentally and physically change the game. And I love for helping others and stepping in and advocating for youth is because of the uh, relationship that I have with the people in my life who really 
advocated for me, who really stepped in for me, who helped me find my voice. I love that. And you're helping others find theirs. You know, you write incredibly well as a journalist, but the way that you've been able to tell your story, right, as a two-time author, as a speaker, really draws people in. I think it's your level of transparency and vulnerability and, you know, the combination of your experiences. What inspired you after, you know, a series of events that you went through to, to tell your story? Um, so at the core of who I am and the most important thing that I think that I want people to take away from my brand is that where you're at is not where you have to stay Mm -hmm. and that there's life after disappointment. And the only way that I can articulate that clearly is by being an example of it myself. Right. Right. So like, I can't tell people to tell their story, to be transparent, to be authentic, to find their voice if I'm not in the process of doing that myself. And of course it's, it's a lifelong process, right? Even the most successful people in the world, you know, they still feel fear. They still have doubt at some, you know, at some point, right. Sometimes, you know, they question themselves. So it's, it's definitely a journey, but I have to be exhibiting those, you know, and demonstrating those qualities before I can tell anyone else to do it. So for me, it's always been a matter of, you know, I wanted to be an example, not only to my siblings, but to the people around me. I also have a mentorship program and I'm very passionate about my own mentees. I know that they're looking at me as an example. So like, you know, I mean, when you step into the, the, uh, a role model um, position, there's a responsibility that comes with that. And Mm so I, I take that very seriously. As you should, and it is truly appreciated by those of us who are connected to you and those who are following and those who will begin to follow, right? In this, you know, in this arena, right? Being in the media and then all of the other avenues that you are, you know, that intersect for you. There are so many people who talk the talk, but they're not true to what it is that they're speaking, right? It's not a lifestyle for them. You've made this your lifestyle and you're helping others create that for themselves as well, which, you know, my hat is always off to you for, you know, one of the things that you're very transparent about is your mental health and wellness in that journey. Um, And that most definitely is appreciated as well. Have you ever had reservations about being as transparent as you are about your journey Um, or do you have the same thinking like, okay, look, this is what, you know, I'm helping other people get through. I should be as vulnerable as well. Or was there ever a point where you questioned that? Um, I think that I questioned it when family and friends started to, right? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, like, for me, the most relieving feeling is taking off the mask and not pretending mm-hmm. that things are okay mm-hmm. and talking about my issues but sometimes other people can feel like it may make them look bad or they could feel uncomfortable because they're not experienced or they're not aware, um, you know, of what a mental illness is or depression. And so for me, it's like at some point you have to tell yourself not to give a shit about what other people think and that your recovery process is the priority because at the end of the day, you, you're the one who has to endure the consequences So it's like, I I don't understand why people feel like they can step in and just tell you how to lead and how to design and how to define your life when you're the one who has to 
experience the consequences of your actions. So for me, it's all, you know, definitely there's been some points where I've doubted, but the honestly, for the most part, it's been a no brainer to speak up and talk about my story and to advocate for youth who don't necessarily have access to resources or medical professionals. Like I did, like I was very, very fortunate in my recovery process to have a doctor who was white, who was rich, who was powerful, you know what I mean? To, to not be on waiting lists, right? Um, you know, mental health impedes on so many different aspects of your life. So if your mindset is not right, then your career is not going to take off. The friendships around you, you know, may be toxic or non-existent, right? Your, your partner, your romantic partner may not understand. Your children may not understand, right? Because they look right. at you as a superhero, right? It bleeds in that your finances will be affected. So for me, I mean, like, that's the priority. That is the priority. I think when we talk to our peers and our colleagues and our coworkers, I think the biggest part of actively listening to someone is in the things that they don't say, mm-hmm. right? Reading between the lines, um, not just believing someone and taking their word for it when they say, I'm fine. Um, you know, asking key questions. We're in the middle of a global pandemic, asking key questions like, did you eat today? Mm-hmm. How's your heart? How's your spirit? What do you need? How can I make your day better? Right? You know, right. do you have the capacity to take this project on asking very important questions so we can get to the root of how people are feeling. You know, I love that you shared what I would consider to be a prompt for people so early in this conversation, because a lot of us are not equipped with the language to even be able to ask, right? So we take what someone says at face value, like, oh, okay, they said they're fine. And then something happens. You know, one of the things you said to me before in conversation is depression is not a death sentence. What keeps you going as you do it all. To me, you know, I like to say you do it all. You're a celebrity ghostwriter. You're a journalist. You speak everywhere. You're leading masterclasses. You're mentoring. You are a Black woman living your best life, and yet you still have to figure things out, right? We don't know it all. Um, and yet with what you've been through, you still keep going. Like, what is it that keeps you going? I mean, again, it's like, honestly, it's the fact that I have people who look up to me. I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine doing something that would jeopardize how my mentees and how my girls view me. Um, I have a mentorship program, not just because I care about working with youth, but to also hold me responsible. They hold, they hold me responsible and accountable for my actions, right? And so just as hard as I am on them, they are on me, Right. And so what keeps me going is, you know, not just my mentees, my family responsibilities. Um, I've designed the life that I want. And I, Mm -hmm. so I do think that on your road and on your path to creating that life for yourself, um, you know, I reached a healthy place where I could create a life that was worth living for. You know what I mean? I, I love my life. You know, that's what pushes me because I want to continue to love my life. I want to maintain the momentum. It's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be perfect, but you know, life is still good, you know? And so I've learned to just ex- express and appreciate the little things and the little victories. Um, and yeah, honestly, I, like I, 
I, you know, I mean, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety in 2010. So it's, it's been a minute, it's been a long time. So, you know, things do get better. I think the best thing I could have done was raise my hand and ask for help. And again, like every single day I'm managing my emotions. Every single day I fight voices inside my head that most people will never, ever understand every single day, you know, you're fighting against dark thoughts. And so, you know, it's, uh, I want people to understand that like when you see me show up in a space, right. When you see me, um, navigating social media and then, you know, I've had to, I had to talk myself into it. It's not something that comes naturally and organically. I don't just jump out of bed. People with mental illness or I'll, I'll speak on my own behalf. I have to talk myself into things. And when you see me know that I made a decision to be here today. And I want people to really take that in because, you know, one thing I didn't mention is, you know, I dropped out of school as a result of a, um, a suicide attempt and I've struggled with suicidal thoughts and, you know, on and off. And, and so for me, it was, it's like, you know, every day is a choice. Every single day is a choice is when you, when you struggle with something so dark and deep as suicidal thoughts, like, you know, you have converse, you have conversations with yourself that the average person doesn't have. And so you have to continue to make choices to show up, right. Mm-hmm. To show up for yourself and for others. So I want people to really understand that. Like when I say check on your strong friends, it's, it's some serious shit. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. in, a, in a moment of an instant, it's like, you know, things can turn. So, um, yeah, it's really important. I love that you actually segued into my next question because I want to know, and I'm sure others are curious as well, as you, you know, quote unquote, do it all, what are some of the ways that you practice showing up for yourself? You say every day you make a decision to be here, but what does showing up for yourself look like for you? Mm, Just honoring my spirit, you know, honoring my spirit. You're not always going to be in a space where, you know, to, to choose not to do something you don't want to do. Cause obviously you have to make sacrifices, but just like really honoring my spirit, really just, um, doing things that bring me joy, that bring me peace, identifying my triggers, avoiding my triggers as much as I can speaking mm-hmm. up, talking about things that matter to me, um, feeling emotionally safe around, you know, people in my life. Um, so yeah. That's really good. Now, as someone who writes about women in business and entrepreneurship, you are so well-versed, right? Because you have that experience as well. You are a successful businesswoman, entrepreneur. And I love following your journey, right? When you share clips of you, um, clips of you speaking, mentorship, advice. And I just, I'm like, oh, I can't get enough because Pollyanna is lit and she <laughs> is just doing it. And I'm here for it all. You know, and you're very transparent, which is to truly be appreciated. Can you tell me what it's like to be an entrepreneur during this pandemic in ways that you've had to pivot or, you know, just really boss up and keep it moving so that you could come out or so that you can come out on top? It has been, it has definitely been a challenge because I have a team and I have to navigate their emotions as well. It's not just on me. So not only do I have to be strong for myself, strong for my team, I have to follow through and make sure that they are 
that they are well and sound every day. You know what I mean? I have to make sure Mm -hmm. that I have to make sure that they are able to produce and they're in a creative mindset. Um, so yeah, first and foremost, before profit, before clients, I got to make sure the fam is good. Yeah. Then I got to make sure, okay, what clients are staying on, who can still afford us, right? Like, mm-hmm. what are we going to make payroll? You know, like there's so many questions that you have to really, you know, ask yourself, are you going to close the doors? Uh, do you need to hide? In my case, I honestly, I have to say as a, as a celebrity ghostwriter and the founder of my agency, like we hit peak numbers, um, peak leads, you know, peak clients during this time because of the nature of what we do. I had to hire four new writers. Um, that was very, very fortunate, but I mean, I also chose, I made the conscious effort regardless of whatever the outcome was going to be. I made the conscious effort not to fire anybody. Right. Cause my team was with me when I was broke. They're with me when I was, you know, going through growing pains or with me when we had zero clients. Right. So I mean, we're, we're in it to win it. You know what I mean? Like we're going to figure this shit out. You know, I, I honor that. I understand that business leaders have to make the best decisions possible for the business, but I appreciate that you make the best decisions for the business and the people, right? And people first, because we need one another. And I can only imagine, you know, how much more successful you are going to be and blessed, quite frankly, based on the decision you made to take care of other people during this time. Because you could have been like, you know what? The most important thing is the bottom line, but that's not you. And that says a lot about you. And I really hope that those who are tuned in hear that because sometimes it just has to be bigger than you, even in business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've all had an experience where we've been on the shorter end of the stick. And we're like, oh my gosh, if it was me, I would have done X, Y, and Z. You know, tell me more. And you, you hinted to, or you alluded to it a little bit, right? They were there from the get right and they've seen the growing pains they've probably experienced them as well but what are what are some of the things that you've learned whether it be in the first year the third year whatever year um in business that really contribute to your success in where you are today as a leader um well actually recently i went to I didn't go there physically, but I signed up for a women's leadership program at Yale School of Management. Yeah. And it's because I wanted to unlearn and relearn some things around self-awareness, emotional intelligence, um, you know, how to take and understand feedback and criticism, how to lead my team, how to have compassionate, sorry, how to demonstrate compassionate leadership during this time. Um, Many of us are in leadership roles and don't even know what leadership is. Right. And so, um, and also too, during this time, many of us, we have never been trained or exposed to, um, this magnitude of challenges. Right. So like I immediately took it upon myself to take some leadership training so that I could, uh, strengthen my battery pack, if you will, Mm -hmm. so that I could make sure that I am in the best position possible to lead it. I felt like I owed it to them. I owed it to them to make sure that my skills were refined, to make sure that I had my armor on, to make sure that my head was clear, to make sure that I did a self-assessment 
And I, I oftentimes think that, you know, some of the OGs who are leaders or CMOs or CEOs, whatever, you know what I mean? Like you get into this leadership role, you have your team, you're in that position for what, 20, 30 years, 10 years, Mm -hmm. whatever. And you don't do no self-assessment. You just think, you know, it all because of experience. And like, honestly, going back to school was a big fear of mine, considering the fact that I dropped out years ago, but you know, I killed it with straight nineties, even a two, you know, two hundreds to perfect stores. And so for me, like just going back and being a student again, and like, just like, um, getting access to a network of other leaders, being able to ask questions of people who are unfamiliar with my brands and what would just feed me bullshit. It was really refreshing, really, really refreshing. And I felt really naked. You know, I remember someone saying to me once, you have to be a Swiss army knife, right? You need each of the components that are placed within a Swiss army knife if you want to win. And I was like, wow, that sounds a little violent. But then when I got my hands on the Swiss army knife, I'm like, oh my gosh, the functionality. You have to be sharp. And you have to be able to be multifaceted. And it's important to always be learning. There are so many leaders who are not emotionally intelligent. Like SEO <laughs> is not a thing of it. Yes. You know, like you said, that 20 years, 30, however long. When you stop learning, that is one of the most arrogant things that you can do. And it also impacts every area of your life. Um I I really um, commend you for going back, right? And you are still young and vibrant. You're sharp. You're on top of your game, right? You call other people to be on their toes as well. So I appreciate you taking that risk. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and thank you. Thank you for taking that risk, for going back um, and being so hungry so that you can truly give back um, in the way that you are. I know it's going to pay over 10 times um, and it's just great that you have that line of thinking because so many people are complacent in business. And I'm just like, wow, this is what you're doing right now. And right. this is what we've been doing. And I'm like, oh, I see this is why it's not moving forward. So my hat is off to you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Now you shared quite a bit, but I have to ask you, what has been a get my life moment? for you that's a really great question um what has been a get my life moment for me oh man I want to say going back to school but I already said that so I will say I will say that a get my life moment for me is really switching gears and focusing on building a family of my own. Um, oftentimes in media interviews, I'm asked what's next for you. You know what I mean? What are you celebrating? You know? And I think people automatically expect me to say something business related when my heart is really in, uh, getting a man. (laughs) My heart heart is in, my heart is in building a family. My heart is in building a partnership. My heart is in building legacy. So my get my life moment has not happened yet. Let's say that. (laughs) I love that you're getting it though, right? It's a process. Mm -hmm. You know, I have conversations with the women often and they're like, you know, one day I looked up and I was X years old 
And it just didn't happen. That wasn't my focus. And I remember a mentor telling me, you know, it's okay to be in love. You know, it's okay today. You don't have to be so focused. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And at this age, I'm like, wow, she was so right. I should have had my eyes open when I was in Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it takes time. Yeah. There, I am so glad that you said that. Let me just say that first. I'm glad that you said that. I think other ambitious women need to hear that. I think we've gotten away from the idea of building legacy that way as an option because women have been pressed for so long, right, with those traditional societal norms. Like, oh, graduate, do this, get pregnant, get married, however, whatever the order is, right? Um, But I appreciate you saying that now because we have a tendency of denying our heart's desires for the process. Right? We're like, oh, I don't need to need that. Why do I need that? I'm strong. I'm independent. I don't need excellence. No, it doesn't matter. My career comes first. And that's not what we mean. That is not. And we see our friends having babies or getting married, happy uh-huh. in a relationship, or they may be in and out. We still like, damn, I wish I had this problem. <laughs> right? Because we just want somebody. Yeah. Um, but I'm so glad you said that. I hope that whoever is tuned in can be honest about what it is that they want and be bold enough to pursue that. If what you want is family, there is nothing wrong with that you know I personally don't want to start a family at 83 shout outs to Sarah <laughs> in the Bible however however old she was but I don't want that you know what I'm saying um so I say all of that to say I am so glad that you said that thank you yeah no I think it's important you got to speak it into existence too right right okay I'm waiting for my magical negro to fall out the sky um, <laughs> so if you're tuned in what up but This has been great. Now, there are so many lessons I can only imagine that you've learned, be it personally or professionally. What are some of the the life lessons that you hold close to your heart that you don't mind sharing with us as we, you know, get through on our journeys? Just be patient with yourself. Everything in life is a process. How you're feeling right now is likely temporary. Uh, keep good people around you, stay focused, get some sleep, drink your water, mind your business. <laughs> As I was reaching for my cup of water, okay, well, tell it like it is, man. That's really good. Drink your water and mind your business. And the rest part, what have you learned about rest? As you. I take a nap every day, too. Wow. Okay. So you see that for real. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, actually I'm lying at three. I'm looking at my calendar now. I have uninterrupted time between three and five every day. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Well, I mean, it wasn't always like that. I was team no sleep for many, many, many years. Uh-oh. Don't get it twisted. Uh, <laughs> but with the pandemic, like, you know, when am I ever going to get this flexibility again? So mm-hmm. every day, I mean, if I'm not physically sleeping with most days I am because I get no sleep. Um, I'm winding down. I'm off the computer, off the phone, doing my thing. You need to give your brain rest, man, your eyes, everything. It's not good. I I've noticed that my short term memory is really, really poor. I think it's because of all these devices and 
gadgets mm. and stuff. Really, I can I mean, I can remember what I did in kindergarten, but can't remember what I did two days ago. You know, <laughs> if I'm moving too fast, it's. I know it's that yes. it has to have a, a impact on the way you think and your brain and your memory, your brain health for sure. I'm sure there's some research out there that supports what you just said because it's so true. You. Oh my goodness, Pauline, you know, I just think you are so special. I feel like I'm just like in line right at the parade rooting for you. I I have to ask you, though, what would you tell younger Pollyanna about your process? What advice would you give her? Chase your dreams instead of chasing men. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, just relax, chill. You have time to do all that, to party, to date, to do all the things that you feel like you, you're suddenly grown up to handle. You know what I mean? Like, you have time. I love that. I feel like we could have a whole um, different conversation about that. And I know you've written about it. You've shared more about that. So, of course, we'll do the plugs uh, towards the end of the conversation. But I just want to go back to something that you said because you have yourself on your calendar, which is important. And I don't think enough people do. We don't find blocks of time to calendar ourselves in for whatever it is that we want to get done, right? For you, it's a siesta. For someone else, it could be to read or whatever. What are some productivity hacks? And I know that's the opposite of resting, right? But for someone, it it may be helpful. What are some productivity hacks? And what are some um, routines that people can implement who need to be better at making sure that they're taking care of their mental health and wellness? Um, I would say the most important thing is probably your morning and your night routine, how you start your day and how you finish your day. Cause that sets the tone. Mm-hmm. So Starting your day, me and my colleagues, we practice the five before eight rule. We try and cross five things off our to-do list before 8 Mm a.m. And those five things, excuse me, those five things likely have nothing to do with work, everything to do with self-care. They can look like whatever you want. It could be reading a chapter of of a book. It could be grounding yourself, walking outside bare feet. It could be going for a swim, going for a run. It could be catching up with the girlfriends, you know, my girlfriends know if they want my undivided attention, you know what I mean? You know, give me a shout early in the morning. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? So I would say five before eight rule, I would say your morning and night routine. I would say, you know, don't put yourself on a guilt trip. If you don't finish your to-do list Mm -hmm. that you set out for yourself, give yourself grace, um, and learn how to delegate. You know what I mean? I only do the things that I want to do. Everything else gets delegated. <laughs> <laughs> Said like a true boss. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what can I say about that? And then if you have any other um, tips on like how to practice self-care, I love that you say be grounded, right? A lot of people don't think about going outside and planting your feet, mm-hmm. uh, whether they have grass, soil, or whatever the case may be. Um, but is there anything that you do not mind sharing for someone who's tuned in and is truly looking for a way 
um, to to pursue wholeness and wellness. Maybe it's, you know, go to therapy and they've never thought about it. I'm not sure. But is there mm-hmm. anything that comes to mind for you? Spend time alone when you can. Have those tough conversations with yourself. Don't look outside of yourself for the answers in terms of looking inside a book, a podcast, a movie, a documentary, uh, a YouTube video. You have all the answers. You need to be still. Mm. I love that. All right. So we've come to the point in the conversation where it is time for you to drop the mic. Not that you have not already, but this is the time for you to go on the spectrum from either sexual chocolate to Obama out. You're super classy. You choose which side of the spectrum you're on. But I'd love for you to leave it all on the stage. I would say my mic drop moment, my advice is to do your best and F the rest, right? So forget about naysayers, forget about vanity metrics forget about all the things that just don't matter right like I love to do things where I feel it's a hell yes um I love to do things that bring me joy that light me up that help me jump out of bed and so I would say do your best and F the rest and you'll live a pretty good life I love it Paulina you are such a fountain and such a resource to many. I appreciate being connected to you, and I'm sure that people tuned in are grateful for the opportunity to hear you one-on-one, right? You speak in various places, um, and you make yourself accessible to those who, you know, um, need you the most. But for you to come and take center stage and share what you said, you know, is really special. So thank you for joining me here on the Get My Life Tour. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. You're welcome. Okay, so tell people how they can stay connected with you. You have a lot going on. I'm sure they want to learn about it all. Yeah, sure. So if you want to connect with me for ghostwriting, the website is... Sorry. If you want to connect with me for ghostwriting, the website is thewritersblockwithoutthec.com. If you want to connect with me for mentorship, it is newgirlontheblock.com. If you just want to reach out and say, hey, what up? You can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter, Pollyanna Reed, or my email is Pollyanna at PollyannaReed.com. She gave you the email. Okay. <laughs> you better follow up. Direct link. Okay. You know, if you want to stay connected with the Get My Life Tour, be sure to visit the getmylifetour.com or connect with us on all social platforms with the exception of Twitter because it is at Get My Life Tour since the Get My Life Tour was too long. If you'd like to personally stay connected, be sure to connect with me on all social platforms at Lydia T. Blanco or at LydiaTBlanco.com. You can slide into the message box there. I'm not as... Um, official as Polly and when it comes to responding to you. But <laughs> I appreciate you tuning in. Pollyanna, you have truly showed up and showed out and I cannot thank you enough. But thank you again. No problem. Thank you. You're welcome. And this has been incredible. Be sure to stay connected with Pollyanna and with me here at the Get My Life Tour. And so the next time it has been real peace. Mm-hmm.